This might be a recency bias thing, but I can't remember a game that I have been as excited about for maybe the last year or two as I have been for Pokemon Let's Go. Like in the in the lead up, like my mm. excitement levels over the last couple of days have been have been very strong. Well, you were excited for Zelda last year. Well, I, I was excited that. for Switch, right? Because it was the same time. So you know, like I, that's what I mean. Like I I can't remember a game that I've been as excited about since the Nintendo Switch came out um, as I have been about about Let's Go. And, you know, I've watched a bunch of reviews beforehand, like, and, and, you know, just if you hang out in the Nintendo Switch subreddit, you will be well aware of all of the game's limitations or perceived limitations. And there are definitely some that affect me, but, like, top line, I've maybe spent about three or four hours with this game now, it came out today, and I'm in love all over again. It's exactly what I wanted. Like, this is it. Like, this is what I wanted this game to be. It is... The region I know, Kanto, 150 Pokemon that I know, or 151, in the story that I'm familiar with, like, in places down to the actual dialogue, is this this game is an absolute love letter to the video game that I fell in love with 20 years ago, which set me down the path that I now live, like, of, of caring about video games, like... Games were always a thing to me, you know, like we played Mario, like like any kid would, right? But Pokemon was my game. I got it. I got my own Game Boy for Christmas for this game, right? Like it was the game that I found on my own. It didn't come from my brother. This was my game. And I am so in love with what they have achieved from a visual perspective from an audio perspective, like that it is this incredible mixture of nostalgia for people like me and you, Federico, but also they have made it an accessible game again. And there is this kind of beautiful like circle that they have made, right? Where it's like, we all learned Pokemon with this game. So they have decided that they will teach everyone all over again with this world again. It's kind of beautiful. Um, there was a moment when I started playing last night when it really hit me. Uh, when I walked uh, out of um, hmm. the main character's house. Uh, in this case, the main character is named Tichi, of course. Yeah, I go for my name too. I went for Mike. Yeah. Um, and it really hit me when I heard the music and I saw the layout of Pallet Town. That's very, it's a very clever camera angle that they do at that point where yeah. they are showing you the town in such a way as to be like, if you've never played this game before, this is what it looks like. But it's really for people like me and you to be like, oh, look what we did. And I think it's very clever. You know, it's like, you think you know this world, you know it in your brain, but here it is in a way you've never seen it before. It's it's very beautifully done. Yeah, but I I, I felt very emotional when yeah. I when I started the game and I heard the music like the same music that I know, but it was all of course new, reorchestrated, uh, and and the graphics were all new, but also familiar. And then of course I I just I walked for like thirty seconds around town, and it was like the little the little lake you know in the in the lower left, and the, and the guy saying that the technology is incredible, and so I, I took a picture of that and I tweeted out that picture alongside a screenshot of the. Uh, of the original game of uh, I think Pokemon Yellow um, because 
this should be considered really a remake of Pokemon Yellow, not necessarily Pokemon Red and Blue. But anyway, um, now that that tweet is like two thousand retweets. And you 4, hit people <laughs> right in their hearts. Yeah, right. Like yeah. It, it, the people, Shahid. Have you even played this game yet? Or I, I don't know. And it's fine if you haven't. I'm just wondering. You mean the uh, latest incarnation? Yeah. No, okay. I've uh, kind of been otherwise preoccupied the last couple of days. Yesterday yeah. I was away uh, with my friends at PlayStation. And uh, today I've been having my uh, hand um, adjusted bionically. I've got bionic hand now. So <laughs> Yeah, Joy-Con put in there. <laughs> uh, something like that. Uh, you know, some some rumble controllers as well and um uh, up, updated gyroscopes and accelerometers you know all of that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so hopefully it will mean that when i do get back to playing games uh, i am upgraded and no longer the old guy with poor reflexes but that young man who had the greatest reflexes ever yeah, the bionic gaming implant that we all know so well That's, it's got to be done i got to keep up with with the young guys like uh, like you two you know yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know how young we are anymore. <laughs> hey, I'm young. Yeah, because you're talking about a game that's like heritage for you. Yeah, and you got to remember that when the original came out, I was already highly experienced in the business, so I was already looking at Pokemon with the respect of somebody who'd been in the industry for a long time, mm-hmm. and who realised that this was an absolutely new phenomenon. So when this came out, I was recognising just what genius it was. Mm. The, I think, I, I, I've been thinking about this uh, since yesterday. This is probably the first time that something has been remade. So it's it's a remake and it's the first time in my life that I am in a position of saying, I remember the original yeah. so vividly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember buying this game, I'm wrapping this game, starting this yeah. game. I remembered everything. And now I get to experience the new game 20 years later. I don't think with movies or with you know certain albums or other video games, I don't have this kind of um, weird, in a good way, feeling that I was there 20 years ago I was 10 and I remember getting this game. Yeah. And you know it's 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 a very strange feeling. This is this is it for me and you, right? Like this is where our video game bond begins is Pokémon. Mm, yeah. Like I 100% feel exactly the same as you, right? Like this is the game I remember. Like this is the one I know and here it is remade for us, right? And uh, look this is not a perfect game. But the thing is, if you are a 20-year Pokemon fan, you will know there has never been one. None of them perfect. There's always mm. something, right? Like there's or there's always like a collection of things that could be better. Like that's just how these games kind of are. But that's fine. Right? Like we're we're used to that by now. Like that's how this goes. And as with every Pokemon game, this improves on it in some ways and doesn't improve on it in other ways. And we should, I mean, we're going to talk about those things, but it's like, that's why I'm not getting all upset about this or that or another, because I understand I've done this for long enough now, right? Like I've, I've been through this route many times. And so I understand what it's like and I understand how to approach it. And I understand how to set my expectations because it helped that you know they seemed very forthcoming beforehand and like this is what this game's going to be all about and and now now we know now we got it 
This game for me, when it came out, was the first to explicitly recognize a player's dissatisfaction. It celebrated the fact that players wanted to experience the attainment of new Pokemon. You know, I want to get them all, right? You've got to get them all. The whole thing was about being dissatisfied. If the game had ever been perfect, it would never have experienced the success it did. I think the whole foundation of it was just leaving you just a little bit wanting more all the time. Yeah, I think so. 100%, I think so. Um, one of the one of the big things about this game, I think one of the things that makes it, is making it tricky for some people in, in various ways, is the control system, mm. the control layout. So I want to break down some of this, So, in case you're not aware. So in Pokemon Let's Go, there are two or three... Two and a half, really, ways that this game can be played. So you can play it in handheld with both Joy-Cons attached, and you use the left stick, right, and you use the buttons on the right. That's kind of how you play the game. If you want to play it docked to a TV, you can only use one Joy-Con. You can't put the Joy-Con in the grip. You can't use the Pro Controller. You just use one Joy-Con. The second Joy-Con can then be picked up by a second person who can then assist you at any point. It has drop-in, drop-out co-op, which is actually a really nice feature especially for people and families and that kind of situation it's like this is a a great feature and i'm pleased they've added that but i am frustrated that you can't use the pro controller because that's what i use for comfortability like for comfortable reasons right so i can be nice and comfortable when i'm playing like it's easy on my hands using one joy con is fine like it's it's actually not a bad way to play but if you use one joy con you have to use motion controls to catch the pokemon but if you're using it in handheld you don't. You just need to press A. So there's some weird... Oh, I didn't know there this. You, go. you don't okay. need to... In, mm. in handheld mode, you just press the A button. So it's kind of strange. I can see the choices that they've made, but I don't understand why you can't use a pro controller if you can use it in... Uh, and that be your choice. But for whatever reason, technically or otherwise, this is the route they decided to go down. Uh, I am going to tell you, Mike, why this is big news for me, but also makes me conflicted at the same time to learn this new information. Uh, good news, because my two main problems with these uh, with the motion controls are I can throw the Pokeball, and it's fine, but I find it to be very inconsistent, the direction of the Pokeball. A hundred percent, Even though yes. I'm yes. throwing in a straight direction, sometimes it just goes left or yeah. right for whatever and reason. And that's like, it's, it, that's it. The, I think one of the main issues with the motion controls is not that you have to use them, it's that they are inconsistent with the Joy-Con. Totally. And my second problem is that I realized when... So I was playing in bed last night, mm-hmm. Silvia was sleeping, and I was playing on the big TV. So I was using motion controls and the Switch docked in the in its own dock. Um, my One of my two dogs is scared of my motion when I throw the Pokeball. She thinks that I'm, I don't know, trying to kill a fly or something. Um, she just, she looked at me and she ran away and she went to sleep in the kitchen <laughs> because she was scared of me doing that sudden motion. Um, so if I can avoid the motion controls, that would be better for Ginger at night. The problem though 
is that I really like to play on the big TV. It's very comfortable and the game looks awesome on the big television screen. So I would love to have, again, just pro controller support. Just let me throw the Pokeball with, by pressing A or, and, and also letting me play on the big screen. Um, I can play with a single Joy-Con and it's fine. I actually quite like it that I can, I can keep a Joy-Con in my right hand and my iPhone in the left hand so I can check on Twitter while like uh, some boring battle with Caterpie or something is going on. Um, but I would love to play without motion controls and have the game on the big TV. So, uh, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. Like. Then the, the other method though is the Pokeball Plus, which is a peripheral that has been created, which is a little Pokeball that has a joystick on it, which you can click in. It has a button on the top that you can press, and also you can throw it, and it's, it's attached to your wrist by a tether, for a tether, and you can throw it. I will say, for motion controls, this is the best way to do it. I found it to be more reliable than, than the Joy-Con. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I got mine today, but I still haven't tested it. So, for one, you're throwing an actual Pokeball, which is very fun. It's very cool. It gives you... I mean, I was I was playing this game today, and I was like, isn't this what I always wanted? <laughs> right? This is exactly what you always wanted. Isn't this what I always wanted trainer? to do? <laughs> right? Like, this is as close to being a Pokemon trainer as I can ever be. I throw a Pokeball now, and it catches the Pokemon. But the implementation... And the way it integrates with the game is incredible. Like, this is one of the most interesting peripherals I've ever seen, right? So the HD rumble feels way better. So when you're catching the Pokemon, it's like vibrating and like shaking in the ball. But the vibrate motor is significantly stronger than the Joy-Con, so it feels better. It's making the sounds, the shaking sounds, right? And when you catch the Pokemon, the Pokeball makes the sound of the Pokemon and the light that goes around the joystick lights up to the color that that Pokemon is. Oh, my God. It is freaking amazing. I love it. So I'll say, navigating around the world, it's actually mostly fine. Weirdly, right now, I haven't played it for a couple of hours like this, I find it pretty comfortable to use. Like, it's just... I'm just holding a ball and moving around, right? Clicking the button for A isn't that bad. Like, that's actually pretty fine. My only How issue- do you open the menu? So, uh, you open the menu by pressing the top button. There's a button that's hidden. Oh, okay. But the thing okay. is, you kind of need three buttons in this game, and it only has two of them. So, like, for example, the Y button, which is used to get information. So, let's say you yes. want to read about a move. There is no Y button on the Pokeball Plus. That is the downside. Uh, I'm not 100% sure why they've done this. They could have added another button, maybe, if they need three buttons for the game. Predominantly, the game just needs A and B, right? Which this game, which the the Pokeball has enough of, right? Like, you can press A and B. Um, Weirdly, uh, when you need to access the menu, you press the B button. They've, they've, They've consolidated some buttons together for this, and sometimes you can shake the Pokeball to use as a button but it doesn't work for the y button it's weird right like it's weird mm-hmm. they they this needed maybe a little bit more time uh for i, I kind of get the impression that maybe they were making these things in parallel and it's turned out that oh kind of we needed one more button on this thing 
but it's amazing. Uh, there's a couple of extra things about it. You get Mew for free. It's the only way to get Mew in this game is to get a Pokeball Plus. They just give you Mew when you sign when you mm. when you use it. And also, I haven't tried this yet, but like it can connect to Pokemon Go, and you can also take your partner Pokemon with you at any point, like yeah. or any Pokemon. Yeah. You put it in there, and I don't really know what that means yet. Uh, like it does step counting and that kind of stuff. I haven't really worked out what that's all about, but um, as a controller, it's a lot of fun to play this way. Uh, I I love it a lot more than I thought I was going to, to be honest. Hmm. Um, I gotta test mine. <laughs> I'm really curious at this point. Also, I want to get Mew. Um, I want to talk to you about the economy of Pokeballs in this game. Yeah. Uh, because of course, the big change compared to traditional Pokemon, uh, you know, mainline main series Pokemon games, is that when you encounter a wild Pokemon, you don't fight the Pokemon, you, you, all you can do is either uh, feed it berries um, to sort of make, make it like you more or uh, throw Pokeballs at the, at the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me that the entire game is very much oriented toward building this economy of like when you battle trainers they are, most of them if you win they give you like three or five pokeballs and most of the money that you um, i mean i've only been playing for a couple of hours but i know that i've spent way too much money on pokeballs already um it's uh, of course you know getting rid of the fighting wild pokemon mechanic uh, this change was expected, but also I have to wonder how much it was done to cater to the audience that has gotten used to Pokemon Go over the past couple of years, because that's how Pokemon Go works. You don't battle wild Pokemon, you just throw the balls. Yeah. And of course you throw it with the phone, so it kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, um, this is 100% it, right? Like they've, they've, they've made a decision in this in, in, with this game, with this specific game, to cater exactly to that audience, which... I don't, necess- I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. Um, I think that so they, there's a lot of decisions that they've made, even the way that some of the menus look, like the way that the bag looks and acts and stuff like that. Like they have cl- very, very clearly made the decision um, to make this work and look just like uh, Pokemon Go does, right? Like I think that, mm-hmm. that is, that's very clear. I think they've made that decision. There's a few things that I noticed and that I wanted to talk about. Um, the first one, of course, is that you don't you don't get the random encounters as before. That like uh, suddenly the the screen just flashes and you encounter a Pokemon. You actually see the Pokemon running and walking and flying around. This in the is a in- very welcome to change for me. Yes, I yes. hope so, that. So you know they're working on a new game, right? They're working on a new Pokemon game that we'll see next year. This is one of the things that I that I really hope they keep in that game. There are a couple of things that I would like them to keep. This is one of them. I had this reaction um, when I think it was Bravely Default, a JRPG that came out a few years ago. We used to talk about it uh, in the previous iteration of this show. Um, and it, it got rid of Final Fantasy-like random encounters to show you enemies in the in the world map. 
And that was so much better. Like it makes so much sense because it gives you the option of do I want to battle this enemy or do I just want to mind my own business and keep exploring? And I feel like for a portable game, it is extremely important to 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 give people that kind of choice. And, you know, the random encounter was one of the uh, sort of... Um, it was one of the Pokemon features, like one of the distinctive features of Pokemon. Uh, but I feel like we're in a different era and the Switch is a portable console that lends itself well to having that kind of freedom of choosing. And I also hope that in the next version uh, of the main Pokemon game, I my hope would be that they keep this, this feature of you actually see the Pokemon on screen, but that they go back to the original mechanic of you can fight the Pokemon and you can take the approach that that you prefer to to the fight. Um, so you're definitely still in the in the fighting camp. I don't I don't like just, just throwing Pokeballs. I don't I don't like it. I yeah. don't dislike it. I like the variety actually. Um, I like that I fight trainers. I catch Pokemon. Like I actually like that it's there's a variety there because the game can get very samey, right? Because you're very used to doing things in certain ways. But the cha- it does reduce the cha- overall challenge of the game because your Pokemon stay healthier for longer because you're only fighting trainers. You're only using moves on trainers. Mm-hmm. So I think just to, to you know when the main game comes back, I would like to see the you know. I would like to see the challenge. Um, I I wouldn't mind if you could choose. I think that I actually think it might be a oh, better yeah. option for them to like. There is a go mode and there is a standard mode, and you can you can choose. And the main difference is how you catch Pokemon. And I would be I would actually encourage uh, Game Freak to do that. Um, so the next game that comes out isn't like a harsh left turn for people that have kind of taken the Pokemon path through Go and into Let's Go. Uh, But, you know, I I say I like the variants for this game, but I think I mostly agree with you that that I want the challenge to come back for the next one. Yeah, Uh, because right now I... uh... I'm sort of the opposite. It gets kind of boring that all I can do is just throw the Pokeball and of course the motion controls don't help. Um, but the the idea of letting, giving people the option, like a setting to choose, like when you're starting the game or at any point during the game, that would be fun. Um, uh, something else that I wanted to talk about, uh, the um, the fact that it just looks amazing. Like I, I got a bunch of, you know, since that tweet that I mentioned um, sort of went viral, I, as you can imagine, I received all kinds of responses from people. But I don't care if the Switch is underpowered compared to the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X. Is that, is that the kind of Which, thing you've been getting? Have people been saying that? that it's oh, not, oh, really? oh, man. I mean, I you know that no like at two, over 2,000 retweets, you hit the big wide world at that yeah. point. But that is hilarious to me that people are like using, uh, like giving you that argument of like, oh, but it's not um, the PlayStation. Some, like, <laughs> yeah, bun- okay. No, no, no. A bunch of people saying, oh, well, because my tweet says like a 20-year difference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and compares the two screenshots. And a lot of people were like, oh, more like uh, more like a five-year difference, right? Because this game looks like it was made 15 years ago for the PlayStation 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
Sure. I love that. Cool. I love that. I don't I don't care because I feel like there's more to games than the number of polygons they can move. There's artistic direction and there's the feeling that you get from the game. And this game looks beautiful. It's it feels like the Pokemon game that that I dreamed of when I was a kid that it was going to look like this and now it looks like this and it's portable and it's in my hands or it can be on a big TV like for someone who grew up, you know, playing the Game Boy with that, you know, those old sprites and those 2D graphics, this was the dream, the 3D Pokemon game that looks like a cartoon and where you can see all the buildings, all the details and all the people walking around. I think from a from an artistic perspective, they Nintendo did an excellent job um, staying true to the feeling of the original game. Again, because the layout and some of the dialogues are all the same, but just it's so pretty. Um, it's it. I'm very happy with the way it looks, despite the people on Twitter pointing out that the Switch is underpowered. All right, we clearly have a lot more that we want to cover on this game, so why don't we just take a break right now, and I'll thank our sponsor for this episode, and that is Away. Away has the perfect gift for everyone on your holiday list. They make smart premium suitcases so your luggage doesn't cost more than your plane ticket. All of their carry-ons, so the the both sizes of carry-on that they do, feature a battery inside that has USB ports so it can charge your phone while you travel. Everyone needs more power when they travel, and the Away suitcases have that built right Right in, but it's super easy to pop that battery out in case you need to check the bag, and so when you get to your destination, you'll always have power with you. If you're playing Pokemon Go, you're going to need to have power, and the Away suitcase can give you a battery that will do that in their carry-ons. It's amazing. Go to awaytravel.com slash remaster right now. You can browse their suitcases that feature premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, whilst remaining lightweight. They have over 10 colors and 5 sizes. They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, and the kids' carry-on. And away cut out the middleman so you can get first class luggage at coach prices. They have a bunch of great stuff going on right now. They have some like limited edition colors that I saw on their website a couple of days ago, which look amazing. I think I'm going to get one of the larger suitcases because I need to replace that. And they have this like iridescent color that looks really cool right now. And they also have these amazing little travel kits, like little gift sets that are tiny away suitcases that have a bunch of things inside. They look really cute. I actually kind of love it. But all of away's regular suitcases have a patent pending compression system which is amazing if you're an overpacker they have four 360 degree spinner wheels they're compliant with major u.s airlines and they have tsa combination locks built in uh, I love the removable lush, washable laundry bag. So when I'm traveling, I put all of my laundry in the bag. And then when I get home, I just dump that bag right into the hamper. It's super awesome. I love my Away suitcases. And I think that you will too. But also, here's an extra thing. Away give a lifetime guarantee on their products because they believe in their quality. If anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for life. And they have a 100-day trial with no a no-questions-asked return policy as well. And they do free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the U.S., but Away suitcases are available in many locations around the globe. So go to awaytravel.com slash remaster right now, and you can check it out. And if you use the code remaster, you'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. That is awaytravel.com slash remaster and the code remaster for $20 off because this season, everyone wants to get away. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So guys, I've been listening with great interest to this discussion because it's very rare for me to hear people younger than me i won't say how much younger talking about a remake 
a really, really significant remake of a significant game that they played when they were younger. And this kind of discussion fascinates me. I don't know if either of you are aware, but I recently bought a secondhand DS. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, because I still got my original carts and I've been, what I've been doing is I've been playing some of these older games with my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, some of my kids are grown up and some are still young and we really still love it. So it got me thinking, I thought, how much of the genius of some of these original games from way back when could still survive today? So with this one, you know, with, with the latest version of Pokemon. How would you say that the game has evolved since you were young? Well, I mean, other than like the the obvious things, like the graphical differences, I really do think that the mechanic changes that they've made has helped, has helped, is helping with new people, but like with new people coming on. But like, if I think about the over you know, the 20 years of the game, one of the ways that it's really evolved is in competitive play, right? So, like, that's one of the ways that this this series has expanded over time. And there's stuff like Pokemon abilities and EV training, which Federico can explain in a minute, uh, and held items and stuff like that. These are, like, really important for people that play competitively. And Game Freak, the Pokemon company, clearly made a very specific... Uh, decision to de-emphasize and in some cases remove those things exactly from this game and I think it's in a way to like issue the way that it has evolved to try and reset it again to how we were so I don't use or really pay attention to any of these I'm very much a if you would call it a purist or like a basic Pokemon player where I, I really play the surface game you know, like, I'm playing what you're seeing. I'm not tinkering stats. You know, I'm not using, like, X defense and stuff like that when I'm going into specific, even into just, like, the Elite Four. Like, I I train my team, make them powerful. I don't over-grind or anything like that. Like, I know Federico does. He loves to, like, just build <laughs> and build and build. All right? But I don't, I don't play that way. Like, I'm very basic, but so, and I think that they've decided to like, in a way, like evolve the series by going back to that and then building back up on it again. But what I know that this stuff probably frustrates you a little bit more, Federico, right? Um, yes, a little. Uh, it does. Um, the thing about my relationship to Pokemon games is that they they have always been for me, especially in the past sort of an entry point for uh, more complex RPGs. Um, because I, I, I got started playing Pokemon and then I moved to Final Fantasy, to Final Fantasy Tactics, to stuff like Chrono Trigger, when I sort of rediscovered the world of uh, RPGs on the SNES via emulation. Um, I always saw the Pokemon series as this mix of an adventure and, uh, you know, the, the, the game where you collect stuff 
but also and especially later um you know starting with the with the with the games on the on the GBA I really got into the EV training which is uh, you know effort values it would be the full name uh these sort of hidden statistics that you need to keep track of to so if you want to grow your pokemon uh, for very specific aspects such as attack or defense or special attack and it's a very complex mechanic there's a tons of guides on the internet um the the of course the most popular uh, source for this kind of stuff is the excellentcerebi.net website, uh, which I've been reading for, I don't know, probably 20 years since it wow. really started. Yeah, yeah. I've been reading Cerebi since the beginning, I think. The, the, um, the, the naming is always so funny to me that they call it Cerebi. Because it, it's uh, it's the Japanese version of Celebi, yeah. the Pokemon. Yeah. But it's like, uh, that speci- like, if you think in the grand history of the game, Cerebi is so unimportant now, but when yeah. when this game launched, it yeah. was the new legendary. Like when this site yes. launched, it was the new legendary. So it's just kind of funny to me that like no one even thinks about Cerebi anymore, but this this <laughs> this like compendium of knowledge is named after it. Yeah. So my to answer your question, it, it's not really that it annoys me because I understand the importance of getting new players to get their start in the world of Pokemon. Because that's probably what they did 20 years ago. Because 20 years ago, more complex RPGs already existed. And not necessarily the catching mechanic and the training mechanics were new. But I think Pokemon found success because 20 years ago, Game Freak made a decision of taking certain RPG elements and, and making them as accessible as possible and fun mm. and you know and balancing that with what people expected from an RPG. And I think maybe 20 years later they they had to do this again. Um because you So it, is this a, a return to the roots in some way for you? Philosophically I think yes because the idea of making something simple so that you can build on top of it again, I think in a way it is what they did 20 years ago. And my problem only exists because I've been spending 20 years with this series and the series has grown and it's become more complex and I've seen that evolution. But if I were a 10-year-old today, I wouldn't be upset with this game. I would be super happy because it's just like that smaller game for the phone. Now it's a bigger adventure game, but it works the same way. So if you're a kid and you got started with Pokemon Go on the phone, this game is already more complex for you. Because here's my thinking, right? Here's my thinking of the path. Because I know this path from my own nephew, right? They started Mm. with Pokemon Go because Pokemon Go was this huge thing. Then they found the anime. And then they wanted Mm. that because that's what happened to me, right? Like I found out about this thing called Pokemon. I saw the TV series and I wanted that experience. And that's what the video game gave me. But I cannot get over how incredible this game looks to me because it looks like the anime. It looks like the cartoon world you know, because it's big and bright and colorful and detailed. And like, so it, it is almost like that thing going through again of like, you found it through this one place, you found the cartoon, then you wanted to play the game. 
and now they get this you know the kids today get this experience <laughs> that I could have only dreamed of so it's know? a full circle thing for you guys yes it is and that's that's beautiful so you know, so basically your your childhood view of this game i mean it's grown with you both right but the yeah. view from your childhood has always been honored the game grew along with you and now the promise of your childhood from what it could be is finally being delivered yeah and i have such great hope for so to get into almost federico level of nerdiness this game is part of what is called Gen 7. So we have seven generations of Pokemon game. And each generation is denoted by there being a significant change in the underlying game or the graphical style or something. Right? Like Each generation has brought with it a big step change. Now, Gen 7 includes Let's Go, but the next game is Generation 8. So it is the next big change. So presumably that big change is just the switch, right? Is like, what can we do from a graphical perspective, from a power perspective, and from an idea of having this console, which you take with you, you know, what can they do for the next game? And like, if you just look at what they've done, in my opinion, with with Let's Go... I cannot even fathom how good the next game is going to be, which they said is going to be a full RPG. So they're going to take it back from a complexity perspective, presumably, is everything that Nintendo and the Pokemon company are saying. They're going to take it back to how we knew it from a complexity perspective. I still believe that there will be some decisions you can make or some stuff mixed in from the mechanics of Let's Go. But I, this game... I'm so happy with it. I cannot wait to see what next year brings. I've got to ask you, um, Federico, this is one that's for you particularly because you tweeted out that, that image, which, which I replied to. I replied to in a kind of uh, unusual way. Um, and my point was that the original was actually more of a graphical achievement than the current one. Yeah, And the point of that was that the graphics have got absolutely nothing to do with this game at all. They didn't in the original, never mind the new one. It wasn't like the graphics were amazing in the original. I mean, you might have thought so when you were younger, but, you know, I was already a cynical uh, industry person then. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted to ask you if, you, if you went back and played the original now, Federico, do you think you would still get the feeling or would you... Is it now that you've taken that journey, like, like Michael is describing... That um, that you would feel de- very differently about the original, and you need to play the new one. So the answer may surprise you, but once you let me explain it, it, it will totally make sense for you because you know me. I played the original again last year. <laughs> because Sorry, go on, go on. <laughs> because <laughs> Nintendo launched the original games. I think it was actually a couple of years ago uh, on the 3DS with support for Pokemon Bank, which is an online service that's basically like Dropbox, but for your Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. And I played it again. I played it again because I wanted to capture the starters from the original series Mm -hmm. and transfer them to Pokemon Sun 
Yep. <laughs> so I wanted to build up my Pokédex, and the best way to do that was to play Pokémon Red again. And going back to the original game, the, f- the graphics, I mean, super updated. But what I noticed is that the core mechanic was still as pure as as intuitive and as uh, addictive just as i remembered it and the thing that i that actually annoyed me the most were not the graphics but were those little sort of quality of life enhancements that the pokemon series has gone through over the years like for mm. example in the latest games you get the running shoes at the beginning originally you had to unlock the running shoes and you had to unlock well, the bicycle I mean, the the running shoes weren't in a lot of the games like the original yeah set of games the original had no running mi- shoes the original had the bicycle I yeah think. that was you all you got but shoe. you got that yeah. like a quarter like, like a quarter of the way through but you were walking until then yes wow. yes so i admired the the core gameplay was yeah it was less complex there were fewer variables than there are now but the core mechanic is still there and so i feel like those games they they hold up pretty well compared to to other older games for the Game Boy, if you play them today. Uh, everything else around it, it's it's old and it's outdated. But, uh, you know, that that's the core of the game is exactly what I remember, is exactly what I like. And that is why I'm... Sometimes I struggle with Let's Go. You know, I've, been, I've just been playing for four hours. And I should say that two of them were spent trying to catch a Bulbasaur. But that, that's, that's a different story. Um, I struggle sometimes to accept let's go but also i need to keep in mind that this game is partly made for me from a nostalgia perspective but it's also not made for me in the sense that this is game for people who discovered pokemon with pokemon go thanks to pokemon go and i feel like most of us who criticize let's go um fail to appreciate the fact that Nintendo managed to open up Pokemon to a whole new audience that probably 20 found... years after it was introduced. Oh, exactly. Absolutely that is not stunning. something that that anybody can do. Yeah. To reimagine everything and and find this audience. We're talking millions of people who are still playing this game on a phone. That's incredible. And it's it makes perfect sense that they decided to do this, right? Like and and it I, I kind of find it frustrating when fans of the series are like putting this down because it doesn't have everything that they want. It like it's so wild to me. It's like there's always like an on year and an off year, right, in Pokemon. And like this is like our off year game, but it's better than any off year game there's mm. ever been. This is, this is not Pokemon Dungeon or no. Pokemon Mystery Tour or something. Or just this like is... <laughs> Pokemon Sunshine, right? Like where it's just the same game. With like a slight different twist on it, right? Like, or like, you, you would have called it sunshine. I don't That's know what, what they would call it. Pokemon sunshine <laughs> Sun, and Pokemon sunshine. moonshine. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, you know, like they kind of just you know, like heart gold or or, or whatever they end up calling these things. But like, yeah, I will say, I don't remember feeling the amount of joy that I feel for a Pokemon game like I feel for this one in a long time. You know, absolutely. The series has has. It has not gotten old. It's become familiar to me. You know, like I know how it plays. I know what we're gonna do. Like sometimes, like oh, that's a nice twist. Like Sun and Moon had a lot of nice twists, and there was a graphical improvement as well. Right, like it went almost like you know that kind of like 
isometric 3D style that it took on, right? Which was very different. It, it was more graphically impressive. But there's just something about this game. You know, like the fact that you can ride Pokemon. The fact that you can choose Pokemon to walk around of you. The fact that Pikachu sits on my shoulder and I can dress him up like me, right? Like there's all these things where <laughs> like it gives me a sense of joy and like it warms my heart in a way that these games haven't in a while. And I think it's more than just the nostalgia because they have developed a bunch of things that feel natural for this game. Like for example, the battles are fully animated, right? And the moves that they are doing to each other in a lot of senses make sense, right? Like there is more movement going on in the games and the moves have more of a sense of movement to them as opposed to being just like Pikachu lunges forward and that's a that's a, an electric attack, right? Like he's jumping around and there's electric shooting out of his face and like it's like a whole... It's becoming more of the game I always dreamed of but never thought that I was going to get and I cannot wait to play it as much as possible. Like I maybe for the first time I'm thinking to myself could I catch them all? Like I've never done it. I've never caught them all. Oh, never? Never. Oh my. I've gotten close, <laughs> but part of my problem was always in like the traded Pokémon and stuff like that, right, for evolutions. Well, you know, the solution is obviously what I did when I was younger and and I was extremely lonely. I bought two I convinced my mom to buy me two Game Boys and another version of Pokemon and I just traded with with myself. And the worst part was not even necessarily trading with myself. It was playing the second game again to unlock all the Pokemon that I had to to get yep. and transfer. Yep. But yes, it was a very uh, I was I wasn't lonely. Uh, and before you know because we moved from my from my hometown to where my parents now still live and so there was like uh like a six month period which coincided with with the pokemon release when i had no friends in this new in this new around this new house and so yeah that was very sad but then i met these new friends and so pokemon yellow i played with actual people around me not just with myself and my mom staring at me and judging me so whereas what you do now federico is um you come up with a whole series of siri shortcuts on your ipad pro which are plugged via USB-C into an arduino programming board which uh, connect to a robotic arm that play the game automatically for you non-stop right it's funny that you joke about it but you wouldn't laugh if you saw my shortcut that actually archives um web archive documents for Pokemon guides into a specific folder in the app that I use as my reference management tool. I wasn't even joking. I was just giving you a a little (laughs) suggestion just in case you might be interested. (laughs) Like The reason I'm thinking about trying to do Catching Them All is because of the new mechanic of seeing the Pokemon in what is referred to as the overworld. Like The fact that I can see the Pokemon is less of a grind. Like the grind is different. Like I'm not just like going to an area, a random encounter, random encounter. Like is this the one I'm looking for? Is this the one I'm looking for? Like you can see them. Like I saw a Bulbasaur today, and I chased after it. Right? Like I'm running after the thing through the level, and I go grab it. It's more exciting for me. There's more of a fun to it. And so clearly, the game's for you, Mike. Who else do you think this game is for? What kind of demographic? What kind of age range? What kind of you know, is, is it for everyone? Is it for kids? Is it for fans well, of the series? Who's Pokemon is, is always a kids game, right? Like, 
every single iteration of Pokemon has been directed at children, right? They always are, right? Like, that you know, they're very like, let's learn a life lesson, let's learn about love, let's learn about caring for things, right? They're always focused in that way. But there is an RPG, there is a story to tell, there is a there is challenge, right, for you to go through, which which makes it appeal uh, applicable to everyone. I think that, I mean, I honestly personally do struggle to understand who the person is that cares so much about EV training and breeding that couldn't enjoy this game nostalgically. Like, I don't know who that person is that is really upset about a feature that's been removed so much because they care about Pokemon so much that then couldn't look at this and be like, oh, I'd love to go back 20 years ago and play Red and Blue again. Like, I can't reconcile it in my mind. Like, you know, just enjoy this for the game that it is. Like, they don't all have to be competitive play. Like, they don't all have to be that. Like, just enjoy the nostalgia. Like, live in this world. Have Pikachu sit on your shoulder. Like, tickle his chin every now and then. I don't know. Like, it, it's it's like... It's perfect for me that way. And it's why I, I think I struggle. Like, I don't see why this game couldn't be for everyone. I think people just sometimes, in this instance, they just need to adjust what they're looking for a little bit. <laughs> 